We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, ladies and gents, boys and girls, let's make sure we're good here on video, audio. Y'all let me know how everything is. What's going on? Thursday, November the 10th, 2022. Appreciate you all tuning in. Obviously, as you can see, the setup is different today. As you all know, last night, we were down here in Hilton Head Island out at Carolina Cigars. You see the logo right next to us. We had our event at Carolina Cigars, which, by the way, all those that came out, I really do appreciate it. We had a blast. Uh, Was in the Airbnb today. I think it was just meant to be. I I think it was just meant to be because we were in the Airbnb today. Wi-Fi was a bit shoddy right i hit up tom the owner here said hey man let's rock the show from the cigar lounge right why not why not sure enough of course he had no issues with that more than happy to host us so we are back here at carolina cigars in hilton head anybody that's in the low country y'all want to come crash the party come hang out you can shout the questions directly at me of course we're taking your questions comments calls as always fingers crossed by the way for no mush champ martin kingston think (laughs) hackers the list goes on and on right of these hackers but uh, anyways guys appreciate you all tuning in really excited i see travis allen kevin crossland brian dean gene lott travi brendan m cody gaskins of course the big cock club you guys are in the discord head of the tdc questions channel the tdc questions channel be sure your questions are answered there and again guys the vibes are immaculate today we're going to be lighting up a uh lighting up a stogie here shortly We'll be lighting one up here shortly, hanging out, having a good time. And, again, we're taking your questions, comments, calls in the meantime as well, talking Gamecocks, Gators. Uh, Thank you all so much for the understanding yesterday of no live show. Of course, we were on the road heading down to Hilton Head. Uh, Just did not have the time to do it. Appreciate those that tuned into our Twitter space, though. Thought that was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, we're back rocking and rolling. We'll be from this spot today and tomorrow, noon to 2. Kevin Crossan said hurricane party. I I don't think it's that serious, right? Weather – here it's i mean it's it's rainy right as you'd expect but it's not too bad not too bad so uh anyways guys of course daily crow is always brought to you by our friends over at price picks go down with the price picks app go to pricepicks.com when you do use that promo code t-s-u-s to receive a 100 deposit match up to 100 guys again it's all prop plays right college sports professional sports of course college basketball is back so you can play college basketball as well uh but anything and everything you can think of it is there and, guys, it's a great time to be playing on prize picks. I think there's football for, like, the next two weeks straight. So, you got plenty of games to play. Again, that's our friends at Prize Picks. Go download the app. Go to prizepicks.com. So many of our listeners and fans of the show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks. 
Hawks, and you can as well. Again, guys, we're taking your questions, your comments, your calls. And again, the vibes today are immaculate. The vibes are immaculate for sure. Uh, Carolina Clemson tomorrow night, by the way, at the CLA. I'm sure many of you will be at that ball game. Just making sure I haven't missed any messages in the Discord. Um, anyways, guys, you, you those of you in the TDC Questions channel, y'all fire away with it. Uh, I'm surprised, honestly, we've made it three minutes in and don't have a call yet. I uh, also want to say thank you to J.C. Sherbert and Phil Mullinax for having us on Inside the Gamecocks. Uh, just went on his show, J.C., of course. It is Thursday. He will come on the show today at 1.15. So really excited to talk to him. Big game this weekend. You know, we spoke to Mike Gillespie on the podcast yesterday. Um, and, and if you don't know, Mike, Mike is a Florida grad, was on the Florida beat for a couple of years, covered them when they had Jim McElwain, then came over to the South Carolina beat. So it was a lot of fun picking his brain, getting his thoughts and his analysis on the game. And I see Brian Bean commenting. My his pick is South Carolina twenty-seven, Florida seventeen. So, um, you know, I tell you, if our, if our defense, if our defense can hold Florida to seventeen, I I would be ecstatic. I don't probably see that happening. Um, I probably don't see that happening, but. You know, guys, you, you look at the Gators, how well they've run the football, right? Averaging over 200 yards per game. Yeah, Blake Hastings, you mentioned, can the Gamecocks stop Anthony Richardson in the run game? 6.6 yards per carry is what he is averaging. Cocky Twan says, Chris, you owe us three hours today. I, I hear you, man, if only it worked that way. No, I mean, you're, you're right. I probably do owe you something extra. So it won't be three hours today, though, because I got to record the podcast after this as well. But uh, and we're down here in Hilton Head. Want to enjoy it. Have a good time. But – I, I got you. I'll, I'll do something, Cocky Twan. I'll, I'll do something. Andy Cohen says 34 to 31. Good guys. Yeah, I, I tend to think, and again, tomorrow's pod will be the full breakdown preview prediction. But if you've been listening this week, you know that I'm definitely leaning Florida. Um, and I tell you, I read a stat this morning. I know I've been beating you guys over the head with it this week, even last week, right? Because it's just at this point in the season, right, we, we have enough trends and statistics and and things to go off of where it's not just a one-off, right? These are the identities of this team. So Florida, for example, 5-0 and when they run the ball for 210 or more yards, 0-4 when they don't. The Gamecocks, 6-0 and when they force a turnover, 0-3 when they don't. A concerning stat for South Carolina is this. Florida, in their last three games, has not turned the football over. So do you look at that as they're due or do you look at that as they figured it out, Anthony Richardson's playing much better, and it's going to be tough. You know, South Carolina's playing a Florida team that's playing with as much confidence on the offensive side as they've had all year, right? I mean, I, that, that, that matchup, right, Jordan Burch on the edge, Gilbert Edmond, your edge guys, your linebackers against Anthony Richardson in the run game. Um, I see my guy Tom walking in. Tom, what's up? You, you're more than welcome to say hey to the people at some point, by the way, at any point. So we're probably going to have people just walk in and out. You know, we're, we're obviously in the Cigar Lounge, which, again, any low country Gamecocks out there that are just chilling, there's any Hilton Head Gamecocks that are out there just chilling, come on out. Check us out. We're here. But, um, you know, does that stand true? What does it mean, right? What does it mean? Dave Garrick says Florida 38-13. to 13. Dave, you are going in with low expectations, my friend. <laughs> you are going into it with some very, very low expectations. I hear you. I, I hear you. I understand. I understand. You know, I, I, I do tend to think, though, this is going to be a game where the Gamecocks offense can really get rolling. I mean, Florida has not been able to stop 
pretty much anybody. Um, and you look at the numbers, giving up like 250 through the air per game, 185 per game on the ground. So, you know, the, 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 it's a tall task for sure. It's a tall task. Jim Pack says, Cox on the rise, pulling for a Florida loss. Love watching the group every week. I'm right there with you through the highs and the lows this season. Hoping y'all end the season on a high. Jim, thank you so much. That's a great message there. Brian Dean, Florida has two possible receivers out for the game. Frazier's is out, definitely. I did see Frazier's is out. You know, Brian, hey, and that plays into your strength, right? That plays into your strength. You know, maybe you're able to – I mean, you got – here's the thing. I'll say this. You've just got to be able to stop the run first. You got to be able to stop the run first. Um, what's the status of Marshawn Lloyd? You know, I, I feel like it sounds like from being – I think he probably goes. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he's got to say on his call-in show tonight because while, you know, while, while he doesn't say exactly what the status is, um, you know, I, I feel like he's able to give you – you're able to pick up on some cues where it's like I, you kind of know what's going on. Zach Attack says, give the ball to Bell more than four times throughout the game, and I say we got ourselves a chance. Well, he got it 19 times last week, Zach. So if he can't get it more than four, I'm going to have some questions. I'm going to have some questions, right? Um, anyways, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Jay Smith, what's going on? Appreciate you tuning in. Guys, again, thank you all so much. Phone lines, y'all tell me if they're not. I believe they're wide open. Phone lines are wide open, 843-790-3377. 843-790-3377. Frank says, Bill O'Brien want to be the first to say. You're talking about for OC, I'd imagine. Uh, oh, Zach saying, undefeated when Bell gets the ball more than four times. That is a great point, Zach. In games where the Gamecocks get the ball to Jaheim Bell more than four times, they're undefeated. I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to do that math equation, right? You get the ball to Jaheim Bell, good things will happen. Good things will happen. DGD says, make Anthony Richardson throw it, and it gets interesting. Indeed, no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Travis Lee Twitter verified. Yeah, we are Twitter verified now. Frank, what's going on, man? How are you? How you doing, my buddy? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's up, man? Yeah, you got my OC suggestion there, right? Yeah, but, uh, that was you, Bill O'Brien. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, he's got a track record. Why not? Yeah, SEC guy, right? So he's yeah. in the mold. Um, yeah. Word on the street up here is that uh, – Florida's weakness may be in the secondary, so maybe we can get our safeties, i.e. Yeah. I mean, Bell, that, yeah. back in the mix, you yeah. know, where his true, I think, is uh, it's not a hybrid position for him. So maybe we can take advantage of that. Yeah, I know for sure. I mean, they're giving up 250 yards per game or something like that through the air, 258, I think, even. So, um, yeah. you know, and, and, I, and I know, I know, like, last week, I understand we wanted to prove a point, right, by getting Jaheim Bell the football, hey, we're – we're going to get it to him. We want to show him that, you know, he's he's a vital part of our football team. But especially if Marshawn Lloyd is back, there, there's just no need to get him 14 carries. His, his – the most value, right, he's most valuable on the outside where he's presenting matchup problems, true matchup problems. Now, Absolutely. if you want to run some passing concepts with him out of the backfield, by all means do it. But that's where I most want to see him utilize is in the downfield passing game and the passing game in general and uh, – so, yeah, I mean, the, the, the opportunity should be there. Listen, I, I think we're going to score this weekend. I, I really do. I mean, Florida is yep, – I I'm think actually, if we don't, I'm it is – Yeah, if we don't, it's malpractice on our end. It's not because Florida, I think, all of a sudden found themselves as a defense and they, 
you know, they all of a sudden are just some great defense. I mean, I, I think the opportunities are going to be there. I, I think they are. I, I, yep, I think you're right. And I, I think with Marshawn Lloyd going and Jaheim Bell on the field, they're going to have to pick who they want to cover. Yeah. You now, know, you got weapons on the outside. Mm-hmm. You got Bell doing the uh, dig routes and Marshawn Lloyd running out of the backfield. I mean, I, I think we win in a shootout. If we win, we win in a shootout. Yeah, I mean, I think we have to. I think we have to. I just – I don't see either side being able to stop the run consistently enough. Now, the only way that I think this could be a lower-scoring game, you know, the over not hit, does it become a sloppy slugfest, turnover fest? But I think the fact the teams are able to keep it on the ground, I, I don't see that. You know what I mean? So, I think both teams yeah. will be able to run the football – I, I, you know, I think it's almost unrealistic to imagine that South Carolina holds. I mean, what would you say? I mean, I, I, I over under two hundred. I'm taking Florida over two hundred. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I think if you hold, if you hold Florida under one eighty, that is a huge, huge win. So I, I think both Absolutely. teams will be able to run it, and especially if you get Lloyd back. And um, you know, I think obviously for us, it's offensively, man, we just want to continue to see that creativity. You know, what we saw at Vandy. You know, you getting the playmakers in space, going downfield. Uh, and obviously Spencer Rattler needs to play well, but um, should, should be a great opportunity. I, I'm expecting a lot of offensive football, so it should be a wildly entertaining game, no doubt. I think so. We'll get some vertical passing going, and uh, maybe we'll pull this thing out. How about 31-28? 31-28 Gamecocks? Yeah. I, I love it. Well, that's my thing. It's going to be a shootout. Yeah. Who gets that 31 is going to be the yeah. question. No, I, I think it's a coin flip game. I really do. I, I think it's a coin flip game because, as I mentioned, and this is the last one in this stretch, but as I mentioned before, South Carolina went on the stretch of Kentucky, A&M, Mizzou, Vandy, Florida. The good news is, you know, these teams are just as flawed and inconsistent as we are. You know, I talked with these Florida guys earlier this week, talked to them on Monday, and, you know, I was, I was kind of – I don't know if venting's the right word, but I was expressing, right, our frustrations and things we're concerned about. They, 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 they could have sworn I was talking about Florida, right? So they're just like us, right? Like Florida fans are just as insecure about their team as we are. They, they've got – just as many problems. Now, they're playing better of late, for sure. But they've got just as many issues and deficiencies as we do. So, I, I think it's going to be a fantastic game, and I really do. I think it's a pretty evenly matched game. And, I, you know, it probably just comes down to, again, the turnovers. Can you win in special teams? I mean, I, I think the recipe for success is very clear-cut for South Carolina. Yeah. Let's get the uh, Beamer ball going, and uh, hopefully we uh, pull one out. Have a great day, my man. Frank, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the call. Take care. Bye. Great stuff from Frank. Appreciate him calling in, guys. Again, phone lines are open. Uh, John Gibbs says, just joining. want to go ahead and say, let's beat Clemson Sucks tomorrow in, in basketball. And we contain Florida quarterback. We should be okay. Easier said than done, John, in the second part of your statement. Uh, yeah, definitely, though. You know, I, I think most folks look at this basketball season – you know, like I told you guys, don't go into it with any crazy expectations. It's 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 year one of Lamont Paris, right? It's it's year one. No need to have crazy expectations. But you know, I I think most folks want to see us beat Clemson. It's like you you've got this guy, you've got Gigi Jackson. It's like if you can't beat Clemson with the greatest 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 player you ever pulled in, and you know, William, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how are you? What's up? Hey, I, I was wondering, what do you think uh, Coach Shane Beamer should do for the uh, remainder of the season and going into next season? I knew where that was going. That, that, was, that was a Spider-Man call. See, I'm getting better at this. 
I'm getting better at identifying the Spider-Man calls or just the when the Carolina slap bit community, which if that offends you, you probably are one of them. But uh, the Carolina slap bit community, sometimes people will call in trying to troll the tr- – there we go. Let's jump back to the whole lot here. Bree? Bree, what's going on? How are you? I'm fine, Chris. Are you okay, man? I saw you didn't have a show. I sent you a text and stuff, and, I, and then I guess Phil and JC, everybody seems like it was been sick or something, I guess. So. Oh, I'm, no, I'm good. I mean, I'm a little stuffed up, just your kind of your seasonal thing. Gotcha. Yesterday, I did not have a show because we were on the road. Uh, two hit uh, okay, four, okay. Yeah. Four-hour drive, and as badly as I wanted to kind of squeeze in the show, there was just no way realistically I was going to – there was just no way realistically I, I could I could fit it in two you, hours. So we had the you just went down to Hilton Head? Yeah, and that's where I'm at right now. So we, we had our we had our event last night with Carolina Cigars, and we're still here. Uh, I'm actually here till Saturday morning oh, cool. and then heading up to Somerville for our watch party with Carolina Alehouse. So, yeah. Somerville. You're right around the corner. That's my high school's rivalry team. We used to have to have the, um, like, the troopers and stuff come in uh, to be there because Walterboro and Somerville are huge rivalries. They probably still have to do that because they they have fights at the Somerville-Walterboro football game. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Some great Gamecock yeah. baseball so players that, have come from Somerville. A lot of great Gamecock baseball players. Yeah, I think. Yeah. They have great, uh, they have great athletes out yeah. there. That's why it's always a big rivalry too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, hey, I didn't know if you had happened to be tuned in to Phil and JC's show right before you had come on and saw my comments. I, I was not, to be honest. I was getting set up and everything. Okay. Um, well, I, you know, like I, y'all are always so open with me, and y'all have been so uh, cool with me, and so I just go ahead and tell you what I have going on on yeah. the air. I just didn't want to like. You know, I don't want to try to overuse your show to promote, but I feel like I've kind of been part of your show. And, and man, I told you a million times, you have totally inspired me. Like, I didn't even know. I wasn't even involved with their show until it was you. And that, you know what I'm saying? I, I Things have moved really fast for me as far as getting my own show going. Um, I didn't even, you know, I told you it'd be like next year. Um, but I have a premiere date and a first guest coming up and so i just wanted to make sure and clear the air with you and jc and they said they, they didn't want me to go anywhere to say right where you've been i didn't want to be you know still so active in your show if you felt like it was like going to turn into some like rivalry thing taking away you get what i'm saying i don't want to do that but i i have a premiere date i have my first guest and i don't want to announce those things without your permission on your show you know what i mean so that's 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 what I had been trying to kind of get a hold of you for. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've got no issue with it. I mean, I, I got no issue with it. Hey, the more the merrier when it comes to Gamecocks content. So, uh, I mean, obviously you're still more than welcome well, to call call in. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, it's an interesting dynamic, right? Because I, I felt it too when I when I started. And there's this dynamic from some folk that that when when they see somebody else starting a show, right? They 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 immediately try to shoot it down or, or, or talk down on it. I'm always someone, I mean, again, if it's your, if it's your dream and, or it's on your heart, it's on your mind that you want to talk Gamecocks or cover the, or just cover sports. Like I'm more than willing to help. Right. I'm more than happy to help. Um, you know, 
Because, again, I say the more the merrier. Why not? I mean, it's all about the end consumer, right? And if you really do believe that, right, I mean, how blessed are we that there's so many entities and so, so many different outlets out there. There's so many options for Gamecock fans to go to, whether it's people that do it part-time, they do it full-time, they do it some of the time, or barely any of the time, right? There's so many different options. But when you come from a place of – because what that is is if, 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 if you are to get shade from anyone, they're coming from a place of insecurity. It's because they don't actually believe in what they're doing. So, like, oh, my God, what they fear is more competition, right? So, I don't know. I don't feel yeah. any sense of, of a rivalry yeah. thing because, you know, and, and I say this with the utmost respect to you and everyone else, I'm going to do my thing. I'm a rock. Mm-hmm. I'm a grind. And you're not going to outgrind me. You know what I mean? Like, and, and if you do, if you do, and it ever became a sort of rivalry thing, you know what I would do? I'd, I'd tip my cap to you because you got to be a real one. you got to be legit as hell if you get to this level. So, no, I, 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 dude, I, I want to well, be nothing but supportive. And if you have any questions about, you know, anything from content to equipment, software, dude, I'm, I'm willing to help out anyone. You know what I mean? I'm willing to help out anyone uh, because I was, in, I was once in that position with 30 followers on Twitter, no Instagram, no Facebook. And, you know, I, I would have <laughs> that, that, you know, and so I felt the shade. Like I felt the shade from people. And, uh, no, nah, listen, man, I mean, who, yeah. who am I to, if somebody again, even if it's not their dream, even if it's just something that you know what talking sports brings joy to their day, who are you to shoot that down? You know what I mean. You you don't you don't elevate yourself by stepping on others and suppressing others. You actually bring yourself further down. You bring your vibe further down, which brings you down. You know. So no, I say all that to say well, I got no problem with it. You. Yeah, would love to have you continue to call in and uh, talk Gamecocks, and I mean that's what we're all here for. So. Well, I'm going to give you this clip. This way you can always go back to this. If you can clip this, I will give you not 100% of the credit, but a lot of the credit for me even figuring that out. I, it, the, I, you weren't the first show I called in on. You know, I called in on another show one night, and then you were like, oh, this was you, and oh, and you, but you let me on all the time. You let my voice get out there, and that's when I was like, man, I, I love this is cool look at chris's life man i want that dude you know like i want that i'm gonna go get it you know uh that's that's all part of it man you you can clip this and every every we were arriving but hey look she said i'm responsible for getting her started don't forget that (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and listen i I, I believe again i i believe that everybody can win you know what i mean like obviously there's a certain skill set that comes with it or a comfortability but it is a skill that evolves over time but i mean listen the way it's interesting right a lot of us talk gamecocks but they're all so different because you are a you know not to get too deep and philosophical but like you're one of you're one of one as a human being right like your content the way you interpret things the mm-hmm. way you say things your tone your your your, your tempo it's going to be unique to you you know what i mean so i say why not get after it you know what i mean so uh, I'm happy for you, and if you never need any help, you got my you got my number. So, okay. And so I'm gonna go ahead real quick. I'm gonna keep this brief with the announcement kind of thing. I want yeah. to let everybody know a lot of my show is going to be trying to uh, highlight women in our in the sport, especially. And you know, I, I've talked about I'm probably mostly sticking to football stuff. Right. But so my first uh, interview uh, and my premiere date is going to be December 12th, and I'm going to be interviewing Zach Pickens' mom. Miss uh, Miss Harris, okay, and so uh, she's seen some of my content and stuff, and she's loving it, and she's she's giving me such positive feedback and encouragement as well. And so she's going to be my first interview, 
And um, we're setting that for December 12th, which is a special day. I didn't even know. I, I was typing to her, like, um, the, we're going to do the interview. It's going to be pre-recorded, but it'll release on December 12th. Um, it's my sister's birthday, who is a Clemson fan. <laughs> wow. wow. Well, hopefully, hopefully we spoil. She's, she's thinking of it yeah. as a birthday thing. Hopefully we spoil her birthday tomorrow and November the 26th. <laughs> Respect, respectfully, respectfully. Well, she's not into it that much. I mean, she's more into the football herself when she is paying attention to it. She, you know, she's not – her daughter is a huge Clemson fan because her her daughter's father is a huge Clemson fan. Right. And my sister actually my, – like my Carolina hoodie, my gray one that I wear now, my sister gave me it. It used to be hers. So, <laughs> you know uh, – um anyway uh the um no wait i think her dad was a carolina fan how did she end up being clemson anyway i don't want to get into that too much i will be kind of polling the community um to really come up with a time slot i haven't set a time i have a day but i'm not i i, I know that i think i'm gonna have my show more be like an afternoonish evening thing because there's so much going on during the day jc was just talking about how he didn't even realize how y'all overlapped, you know, and, you know, and then, and the, there's a, there's the radio show with the GC live crew going on for an hour at yeah. that time. The, the, the lunch hour is definitely he's overlapping. Yeah. The lunch hour. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to, that's just too much. It's, I'm going to find, a, I'm going to find a proper time slot where, you know, I'm not, yeah, you know, trying to compete so much with you guys because y'all are well set up. And I think I'm thinking it's going to, for me, I'm looking at like an afternoon, evening, maybe the commute home kind of, you know, right, end of the right. day yep. kind of talk show thing, you know. So um, it's going to be, and I'm going to do, I'm going to have things that are going to be pre recorded, and then I'm going to have some days where it's going to be like a live thing, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but that's, that's what's going to end up happening, I believe, is going to be afternoon, evening. I do have, like I said, the premiere for the interview will be on uh, December 12th. And, um, you know, in the meantime, I still want to be part of what you guys are doing. And even afterwards, you know, I, lo- I love the, the group. I love you guys. I love you, JC. I love, the, you know, the other crew, too. I won't mention them again. I already said them once. So, um, you know, but this, I know y'all don't do a lot together and stuff. So I know you, JC, I kind of associate y'all all together, you know. And for me, I associate the community together. Right. So anyway, man, uh, thank you uh, for letting me come on. I will say I heard you on JC. We were just talking before about how we have to shut down um, AR. That's going to be a must. Right. If we can shut down his run, I mean, I've called for that spy situation. I know I've heard people say the linebackers had to play better. But we talk about scheming on the, on the offensive side of the ball. If your linebackers are having a hard time learning how to plug the right hole, and how to read these read option plays. If you spy them more frequently, it allows them not to have to make that read. They know that they're locked in on quarterback. Or you can spy them on the running back, and you can allow the defensive line and other players to crash the other key players. You know, so that's that's going to be key. I, to me, I keep calling for that as a scheme issue on you know Coach White's part, you know part, and it's he can figure that out, you know, if he can utilize his linebackers the right way to help shut down AR, that's where, you know, hey, we might see another big score game, you know, like uh, 
score difference like we saw last year. Right. We would have to do that in, in order to see another strong performance like last year. If not, I think it'll be a shootout in the swamp. And I don't like our odds in that, Chris. I don't like our odds in that. I'm not making predictions. You know, I, I tell you, I try to I talk about the way I think things can happen. And if, if there's a way for us to, to win in the swamp, they're going to have to do, you know, I, I think all of us have agreed on that. You, J.C., Phil, I, you know, the other crew, I think everybody in the world right now that's watching Gamecock football can all agree if we don't find a way to slow AR down on the ground, we're in trouble. Indeed. No, so, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. Got to limit the quarterback run game. <sighs> anyway, um, you know, rushing games are going to be strong, you know, uh, are going to be a focal point, like you said, on both sides. And, and then that's I, – I, I, I'm going to be positive and, and, and maintain we should we – should win this game. Yeah. We should win this game. Despite being in Gainesville, we should win this game. I'm not predicting. I'm saying we should. <laughs> so, anyway, man, uh, I'm going to give you your show back and go get to work on mine. I got I got to get, get to work on some stuff. So, I will talk to you later. Bree, I appreciate you. Call in any time. All right, buddy. All right. We'll talk soon. Great stuff from Bree. Let's keep it moving. 843-790-3377. Tyler Noll says that's what happens when you have a grad assistant coaching the linebackers. Leighton White needs to hire a linebackers coach. Yeah, the, the, the linebacker play. I mean, guys, we, we knew coming into the season the linebacker plays and suspect, right? I mean, I, I, and it's it's interesting because I, I just what, – what Gamecocks run defense shows up, right? Because we saw in Kentucky – and Texas A&M, we saw this defensive front take over the game, right? But against Vandy, we saw this same group get pushed around. And I know a lot of folks, some folks write that off. Well, you know, just a one-off. I hope that's the case. Because Vandy ran for, what, 226 yards? And Florida, they're not elite, but they got a lot better offensive line than Vanderbilt. So, you know, again, Florida 5-0 and when they run for 210-plus, 0-4 when they don't. Stopping that run game is, is – is, it is the key. It is the key. And they've got that three-headed monster with Johnson, ETN, and, of course, Richardson keeping it himself. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a challenge, man. It's going to be a tall task. Again, I think both teams will be able to run the football, like I said. Yes, J.C. Sherbert is coming on the show, guys, today at 115. So – Blake Hastings points out, Vandy starting running back. Yeah, he had 167 rushing yards. So, um, again, I, I just – I tend to think it's, it's, it is going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think all of a sudden like, – like, and here's the thing, too, guys. Like, if you really look at the stats, if you really look at the numbers, you know, South Carolina has struggled to stop the run this year. They have, right? They've struggled to stop the run. I love Clayton White to death. You know, I pray – Pray – Praise Torian Gray last night, but run defense has been suspect. Corey, what's up, man? How are you? you? Pretty good, man. Just a nice rainy day in South Carolina. It is. It is indeed, my friend. I'm down here in Hilton Head, and it is indeed rainy. Can confirm. All right. Uh, one of your last callers here just gives some <laughs> local information. He's talking about Walterboro and Somerville. Mm -hmm. Um Walterboro hasn't been a high school since, like, the early 2000s. They're now Colleton County. 
and they are no rival. I don't know if Collison County has had a winning season in like 15 years. Um, just, just throw that out there. Um, and I don't know that any Carolina fan says we should win the game. Right. We could win the game against Florida this week. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, just get your opinion on that. Yeah, I mean, if, listen, Florida – Yeah, just to your point, Florida's an eight-point favorite for a reason, right? And, I mean, Carolina doesn't have some right. – I mean, that's – even over the summer, right, when everybody was, was you know, Gamecock fans were dancing on Florida's grave, right? Um, You know, I, I just looked at that game and said, listen, I don't think Florida's going to be great. I think they're maybe the biggest mystery in the SEC. But, like, you have to go to the, the swamp. We, we don't have some glowing history there. We've won there twice, right? Ten and 14. So, it's, it's, yep. not like, it's not like we're just going to waltz in there and – ho-hum, no big deal, you know, beat Florida in, in, in Gainesville. It's, it's going to be a very tough ball game. Yeah. Well, one we could win, but not should win. So, while we're right. talking about Florida, let's go back to the offensive coordinator thing and just get your opinion on this. Um, do you think that there's and, – and this guy, in my opinion, is somebody I would love to have. Um, do you think there's ever really a shot that South Carolina could go get an offensive coordinator like Dan Mullen if he was interested? Um I don't know. Or do you think if we were to fire Satterfield, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out who you go get. You try to go get like a Willie Korn who's, you know, under the dude at Coastal. Or do you take a big shot at like a Willie Korn? I mean, or at a, at a Dan Mullen. Yeah. Well, where do you go? Who do you, who do you, what are you trying to do there? I, I mean, this is, is it yeah. even realistic if you, if, is, is it even realistic to get a guy like Dan Mullen? I think he would just lap you off. So, I mean, where do you go? What do you do? Yeah. I mean, this isn't going to be a popular answer, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, right? I, we're we're not in Shane Beamer's brain, you know what I mean? I I don't know what his what his his preferred direction will be, you know. And and, and people have been asking me about you know who's on the short list. Well, number one, like I I don't really start to even start looking until there's a vacancy, right? Like if I'm in a relationship, I'm not already looking at other options before I'm out of the relationship. I'm all handle my business, be done with it, and, and then we can move on to, you know, I'm going to have some sort of process. Well, well, yeah, no. and then move on. But, yeah, I mean, it's – is it Freddie Kitchens? I'm saying when it comes down time to yeah, it, if he says, yeah. hey, you know, Satterfield, I, I've got to move on from you. Right. That's, that's ended, then where do you go? Yeah, like, no, for sure, yeah. I mean, Mullen – Because everybody's like, we got to go game. get a big-name guy. Would, yeah, Mullen's been you a know, we got to go get a – but would Mullen would – he, would he even consider it, or would he say, no, man? Like, thank you, but yeah, I'm not interested. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I again, I, that's I guess, a, that's we don't a, know that stuff, yeah. so yeah. I mean, it's does, yeah. Does he want to go from being a head coach at Florida to, to the OC at South Carolina? I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, if I feel like if he wants to coach, why wouldn't he go be a head coach somewhere? I'm sure somebody would hire him. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So, do they stick with Freddie Kitchens? Is it, is it, you know, Willie Corn? I thought that's that's an intriguing name right there. Uh, I don't know how some yeah, fans would feel because yeah, he played at Clemson, like but, you know, I guess we could get over that. Cares, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It, you know, it. I, I will tell you this, though. I mean, again, this this and the, the vacancy, obviously, like we mentioned, it's not there yet. But when it does happen, this, this second OC, this next one, I mean, I think it's fair to say this next OC hire will be the one that sort of it, – it will shape Shane Beamer's tenure at Carolina, no doubt. Because if it's a swing and miss, yeah. 
I think it's going to be really hard for him to overcome that because it's almost becoming more so to me now that, you know, Carolina's winning seven games, maybe eight, whatever, right? But how you win is really important. Like, I don't think Gamecock fans want to win games because of special teams. They, they don't want to they don't want to get to game 10 in a season right. and feel like, man, like, were our wins really that quality because the offense is trash? Like, People just don't want to feel that way. Right. So Shane Beamer's tenure, again, fair or unfair, I think it's going to be based off of was he able to figure out the offense and finally make South Carolina an offensive juggernaut? So this next OC, I mean, that's why I said he was a genius, honestly, for bringing Sat back this year. Because the good news is year two, hey, Satterfield's still the scapegoat. If the offense doesn't work, I'll, we'll just blame Sat. We'll blame Sat. If you hire another OC and that one ain't it, and you're on your second OC and it still ain't clicking, well, guess what? The blame's going to shift. Fair or unfair, it's going to shift. Will Muschamp, it wasn't just he, – he, he wasn't just from the jump, well, he's just known as a bad offensive coach. He became that way, right? He became that way over the years, right? The blame shifted to him. It wasn't just the OC. It's like every OC he touches. They suck. So – you know, this, right. this next OC hire, it's, okay. I don't know where he's going to go, but it's 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 a massive hire. There's no question. Yeah, you know, just just another little thing here, and I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but uh, Steve Spurrier, I believe, only had one offense in the top 40 at South Carolina. One year we were right. in the top 40. Multiple years. One year we were 96. Right. I believe that was his last year out. Uh, but most of the years we were in the 50s and 60s and 70s in offense. So it's not like, yeah, we had a good offense. But when you look at overall numbers, yeah, we're 90th in the nation in offense. We don't have to be a top 20 offensive team to win. Right. And I, I think that Spurrier showed us how you win at South Carolina. You recruit in-state, you play really good defense, and you have a good offense. Right. And I mean, a top 40 offense. Dude, I don't think there's a Gamecock fan that wouldn't sign up for a yearly top 50 offense. I would. Right, Top exactly. 50. Right, Top 50. I, yeah. Yeah, but I hear, you know, you just hear people like, man, Clemson's got a top 10 offense, a top 15 offense. Well, we're just a different program. We play in the, we play in the SEC. It's just different. Don't get too concerned about we need a number one offense or a number 17 offense. We just, you know, keep in mind Spurrier, like I said, almost positive he had one year in the 30s and everything else was 40th and worse. So you can win without having the greatest offense in the nation. Yeah, I mean, but but to your point, no you can there. you can, but the Gamecocks were elite. Yeah. They were elite on defense when they were winning those eleven games. So you can't just be good on defense. Yeah. You got to be elite. And I mean, I, yeah. I just yeah, I, under, be, I understand you be elite though, somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I understand people. Again, you look at what Tennessee's doing, and it's just the game's offense. Man, you're not you're not winning games twenty to seventeen anymore. Like you, like I, I really think if Carolina right. is ever going to get to a point where they're really going, they're competing to go to the SEC championship, winning the and this would go, I guess, contrary to what you just said, but like, bro, I think you need to be averaging thirty five to forty points per game, like to, to really be an elite and to challenge. Like you, you just you got to be able to score, man. Bottom line, I mean, defense yeah, is still important. I, I, I but think you the be best able to year score. with Spurrier, we averaged. I think the best year with Spurrier would average 33 points a game, which yeah. is hey, that's great. Pretty good. But yeah. uh, I, you know, I'm just saying we just got to get a little bit better. 
let's take the next step forward. I don't know how that, you know, I don't know a name that you could say we fire Marcus Satterfield and we hired yeah. John Brown. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's the guy. You know, it's probably going to be somebody that we don't even know or haven't even heard of. Yeah. So, but it'll be a change and we'll go from there. Yeah. I just really wanted to see if you think that if you had heard or just your knowledge, you think that we could get somebody like a Dan Mullen. Is that it depends on what Mullen wants to do, I think. But, hey, if you give him a blank check, who says, who right. says you can't, right? So. Right. All right, well, but. go game, Kyle. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for the call. We're going to jump call right time. into another call here. Will, what's up, my man? What's up, bro? How is it? Dude, it's, I'm doing very, very well, my friend. I appreciate it. Probably going to light up a stogie here shortly also, so I'm doing fantastic. Are you tuned into the show like you're watching right now or no? I'm sorry, what are you saying? I said, are you are you tuned into the show right now like you're watching or no? Are you just, just on the phone calling in? Yeah, I'm watching. You are watching? Okay. Well, I know you're a shoe guy, so I'm going to put it in the screen, but I got the Griffies on today. I figured you'd probably appreciate this. So, at some point, you can either rewind or go back or cut it on somehow, but I got the Griffies on today, my guy. I figured you would, uh, you know, you're a shoe guy. You'd appreciate that. So Yeah, the old yeah. I, I, like, I like the sixes, bro. Sixes are fire. Were yeah, nice. those, are, those are a new piece. So, yeah, I, I figured why not. A nice silhouette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but uh, back to the caller that just called about the offense or whatever a little while ago. Mm. Um, I feel like it's a, it's a different game even than 10 years ago. Yeah. Where, you know, LSU and Alabama were playing and it was a 6-3 game or whatever it was, 9-6. Like, teams don't win like that anymore, even the good ones. Yeah. They're all scoring lots of points. And I just feel like at this point, we've got to do the same. You've got to match fire with fire. You can't expect to go in and shut these teams down every week on defense. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's an like offensive game. I mean, the, the, the rules literally play in favor of the offense. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it's just, I feel like we got to adapt a faster paced mm-hmm. offense. I feel like slowing things down is okay if you're an elite team on offense. Right. But when you're not, you need to get those matchups and, and, and take advantage of quick pace and, and getting the defense out of place. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is which is why Tennessee got good so quick because last year they weren't elite. They had more transfers than we did. Mm. But but they had fast pace and they caught people off guard, you know. Mm. And that does a lot. Yeah. Yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I just – the way the game's moving, man, the way it is now, yeah, I, I agree with you. You got to be at least dynamic dynamic and dangerous offensively. I mean, there's got to be some some sense of a threat, right? So, I, I just that, – and that's that's the bigger reason, man. Like, obviously, the stats back it up, and it's not working. But, I mean, you listen to Satterfield. And again, we we thought maybe that Georgia week that, oh, he's just saying this to throw him off, whatever. But, no, nah, I think he was dead serious when he was asked about, you know, what do you want your identity to be? 12, 13 personnel, run for 275 yards, and it's like, dude, like, that that's just not <laughs> – I don't think it's South Carolina. This is a 1992, move, bro. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I mean, it was it was funny yesterday, right? Marcus Satterfield says that Jaheim Bell looks like a 1985 SEC running back, and the quote of the day, and I, I forgive the person who who tweeted this because I can't remember who it was, but uh, said that uh, yeah, our it goes well with our 1985 offense. I was like, yeah, that's that's about right. So. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, I and Bell did good things last week, but. 
you know, that's not where we need him at, man. We need him lined up in the in the slot or on the outside. Yeah. You know, it, it was effective to a certain extent, but I mean, what did he get? Like three point six yards a clip? Yeah, I mean, I mean it yeah, wasn't like it wasn't he was crazy. Out. Yeah, it wasn't. I, I think he's definitely I mean, so, more more dangerous in the slot or in the passing game. Yeah. yeah. And we need, I mean, we needed him last week to fill that that void, you know. But um, definitely want to try to put him on the outside and exploit some of that, and hopefully we can get juice the ball some more too. Because I mean, he's proved he's one of the best in the in, in the country. Yeah, you know, There's so sure. yeah. he's a stud. Yeah, juice juice has been so, electric, man. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 simple, right? I mean, you don't you don't want to oversimplify it, but it really is. I think that simple, man. Get your get your playmakers the football in space, and be willing to you know if things. Because I almost guarantee you, Florida does not, they're not good defensively, but there's probably going to be a point where you got to go off your script, quote unquote, right? You got to go off script and uh, have somewhat of a feel as a play caller and take a shot or use some play calling instinct, right? So, uh, you know, do it. Does Satterfield have any play calling instinct? All right, I mean, that, that's, that's the pit in my stomach, man, that I, that I feel like that Marcus Satterfield is going to turn back into uh, – himself <laughs> like i mean you know it, yeah so but i mean hopefully we come up with a better hopefully clay white comes up with a different game plan than we had last week because if that same defense shows up we're fucked excuse yeah. my language yeah no. No, you're good because you're they're good. gonna run the ball a lot better yeah so. yeah it's it's again it's that that it's it's so uh yeah it's just so intriguing what what defensive front shows up that is that is confusing for sure it's been a different team almost every week you know, defensively. So yeah. it's just well. Hopefully, this is we, a team that scores, that scores fifty, and and we we are giddy going into next week. So, dude, if we win, if we win this week, I don't want to be one of those guys that I don't care what happens the rest of the year. But if we're with, we're playing with house money. If yeah, we you win are. This week. Yeah, yeah. Right. Hey, know? hey, this is a big week right. for uh for Gamecocks over six and a half betters too. A lot of people took Carolina yeah. over six and a half. So. Yeah. Does that count if you get it after the regular season? Or is I think that it's regular, regular season. season. I think it's regular. I'm, I'm almost positive, right? Because, yeah, okay. it, I, it's regular season. I'm almost positive, yes. So, yeah. Carolina's got to win one of their last three to hit that over. Yeah. yeah. This is the best chance, man. I mean, I, would I, agree. I don't want to be a glimmer, but next week is, 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 is a loss, yeah. more than likely. Yeah. And you got a chance against Clemson, but mm-hmm. next week you're not winning. Yeah. Unless something miraculous happens. I know. think I think but. out of your last three, the orange crush, if you will, this is undoubtedly the most, again, flawed football team that you will play of the last three. Yeah. You know, Tennessee's got some issues on defense. Clemson's got their issues. But Florida, without a doubt, is the most gettable of these last three. No question. Absolutely. Well, all right, brother. I'm going to jump off here, get back to work. I'm going to keep watching. Will, I right, appreciate man. you, man. You're a legend. Appreciate you, man. All right, we're going to jump into a quick break, guys. On the other side, we're going to continue to take your questions, comments, calls. We may not even go to a break because we're going to have JC at 115. Uh, hey, more from you guys. What's up, man? Go Cox. And we're back, too. Great timing. Uh, what's up, guys? Appreciate y'all tuning in. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven. We got the whole crew in here, by the way. We got the whole crew. Everybody just walking in. I'm, I'm just that guy in the back of the room. But uh, anyways, continue to take your questions, comments, calls. Uh, appreciate it. I, I've got to get a chair like this for the studio. I, I like my studio set up as is. I got to get me a chair like this, though. Absolutely. This is the vibes in here are immaculate. 
I love, again, the studio setup, the way we got it now. But uh, at some point in the near future, we might play around with it. And, uh, I mean, you guys saw we were in the mountains, right? That chair that was a, a very relaxing type feel. This is also, I feel very zen in here. My good friend brings, yeah, go ahead and bring, bring it in. Appreciate you, my friend. Love the coffee. Love the coffee. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Uh, guys, great day to have a day, as we like to say. Um, in case you missed it, by the way, we're also verified on Twitter now. Shout out Elon Musk. What a, what a time. What a time. Derek? The phone line's here. To accept. Derek, what's up, man? How are you? Man, I'm good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, just, just before I start, do you ever want a good restaurant to eat? Uh, like home cooked meals, all King meals, it's in Bluffton, South Carolina, which is across the bridge. What What was it called um, again? Say it again. Really, really good. Stadium. Okay. Okay. Stadium. Yes. Uh huh. So, uh, it's really good food there. Bluffton. Home cooking. Okay. It's like a farm type area, hmm. and uh, basically you. I can't even explain. The food is really, really good. Hmm. It's home cooked meals. Um. First of all, I, I understand that we want to score a lot of points mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff, and we want to do our thing, and I get that. But when you look at this, I, I ride with Georgia. The strength of Georgia's team is their defense and their running game. And so play a team like uh, Tennessee last week that's averaging 40-something points a game, and you hold them to 13. I think we need to emphasize more on our being a stronger defensive team, mm. running the ball. Stetson Bennett is not a five-star quarterback. I mean, he's decent, but he, he ain't a five-star quarterback. And he, but he's making timely passes when he needs to make timely throws. But um, I just always feel like if you got a strong defense, running game, no matter how we get to 30, 35 points, if right. that's running the ball, making timely passes, I think that's all we need. Yeah. I, I don't I don't feel like having a shootout all the time. Yeah. But if we have to, then we have to. But like I said, for me, I would rather for us to have a strong defense and run the ball and do and, and win that way versus Oklahoma that you know, uh, up underneath Lincoln Riley. Right. When he met up against the SEC defense, they, like, shut him down. I hang up and listen to what you have to say. Have a good day, brother. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I, I appreciate the suggestion, by the way. And on that note, Jeff comments, says, welcome to Hilton Head Island. Heading to the Weston on Hilton Head as we speak. About time someone visited Beaufort County. Lots of Gamecocks down here that need to be heard. Yeah, Jeff, come back here on the cigars, man. We're going to be here. I'm, this is where I'm going to be hanging out the next couple of days. So, uh, come by, count of cigars. We'd love to see you. Even if you're not a cigar guy, we can hang out, talk Gamecocks, have a cold one, whatever you want to do. Um, anyways, though, you know, to the caller's point, I feel like that can be summarized. It's, it's a line of scrimmage game, right? When he was talking, run the ball, stop, stop the right. I mean, it's, that's what it still comes down to, for sure. It's still a line of scrimmage game. You know, the, the flashy offense, stuff like that. I mean, guys, if you look at Tennessee, right, I think what a lot of people, they lose sight of, Tennessee – Tennessee runs the football. Really Robbie well. Davis. That's what sets it up is their ability to run the football. Robbie, what's up, man? How are you? 
I'm doing fantastic. I want to go ahead and get this out of the way real quick before I tell you what I'm going to say. The shoes are fire, my guy. Straight up fire, okay? <laughs> I appreciate the shoes it. Thank, are you, fire. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you. Um, obviously, yes, the main thing that we're going to have to do, okay, against Florida is stop the run, okay? Forcement, I don't know how good Florida's quarterback is, okay, and I really don't care, okay, as long as we win, all right, I don't care. But if he is any good, okay, which he most likely is because he's playing at the University of Florida in the SEC, get pressure on him, make him uncomfortable, he'll most likely probably turn the ball over a few times, and we'll, we'll wind up putting the game away. I got, I got us, I got us winning 35 to 28. There he is. There's Robbie Davis. I know and love there. He is. I got us beating them gators in the swamp, baby. I ain't scared. I ain't scared to no swamp. I ain't scared. (laughs) There he is. I I, I love how, I love how Robbie, you know, you, you were doing the whole jinx thing. And now you don't have to do that, obviously, because we lost to Mizzou. So good on you, my friend. Good on you. Good on you for that. 35 28. And I'm very happy. And I'm very happy that Lamont Paris got his era started off on the right foot, even though we only won by three. I don't care. Like I said earlier this week, when it comes to basketball and baseball, if you don't play well and you don't shoot the ball well, the teams that are not supposed to beat you can beat you. Dude, look at Louisville. They lost again last night. I don't even know what the name of the school was. <laughs> I don't even know what the name of the school is they lost to. Coastal Carolina put a whooping on somebody. I mean, it was bad. But anyways, I did like what I saw from the basketball team <clears throat> from this extent, okay? They are definitely 100% not afraid to shoot, okay? Yeah. And that has been the main issue the last several years is I feel like guys have been afraid to shoot. Okay. Right. And yeah, we, we played free for sure. I, I thought we played much freer than, than last year. Right. Guys exactly. pulling the trigger. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because one of two things is going to happen. It's either going to go in or it's not. It's a 50-50 shot no matter where you shoot it from. Yeah. It, it's a 50-50 shot, right? No matter, no matter what, my guy, no matter what. You're right. You're right. Hey, you got a 50-50 shot, you either make or miss it. Yeah. (laughs) And you can't make it if you don't shoot it. Shoot or shoot. I know that was the last thing, but shoot Shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot. I love it. I think we should bring it back. I think we should run it back. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And I also have us beating Clemson in basketball, the little pussycat. I got us beating Clemson in basketball. Do you now? You got a score for that or no? I got a, I got a, huh? You got a score for that or no? Uh, I got us winning 75-65. Cheers. 75-65, okay. Love that. Yeah. And then. Love that. And, and that's basically it. That's basically it. <laughs> That's all, yeah. folks. That's it. That's all she wrote for Robbie Davis. 
<laughs> but uh and uh oh and obviously one of the things I, I definitely want to see on Saturday when we play Florida, okay? Force Florida <laughs> to play our style of football, if that means anything. If that means anything. <clears throat> what does that mean? Uh, let's see. Oh, um. Uh, Basically, we need to muck it up, okay? We need to muck it up. Defense and special teams. Yes, muck the game up and, for the love of God, move the football on offense. We got outscored by Vanderbilt in the second half last week. Of course, we still wound up winning. That's Like I said, the only stat that matters is the scoreboard, in my opinion. I don't give a damn how many yards we give up, as long as we score more points than the other team, like I always say to win the football game, period. Yeah. I mean, Vanderbilt outrushed us by a, by a decent amount, and we still won the football game. The only score so, that matters at the end of the day or the only stat that matters, as you say, Robbie, is, is that, that scoreboard, right? Score more than the other team. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Score more than the other team, like I always say. And then uh, we'll go we'll, – we'll, Take care. I think we'll take care of business in Florida, and then we might possibly run into a buzzsaw by the <coughs> name of Tennessee. Right. And part of me, for some reason, thinks we have we this could this is probably um a, a, we, if if we play well, I think we can pull off the major upset that ain't happened in several years and that uh, beat Clemson. Cheers to that, my guy. Cheers. Because I think because. Because I think DJ's overrated. I literally do. I think DJ is overrated. It's, even if I wasn't a Clemson, or even if I wasn't a Carolina fan, I'd still say that. Okay. If I was a Florida State, if I was any kind of fan, I'd be like, no, DJ's overrated. He's trash. He's hot garbage. He's overrated. Because I feel like if he gets rattled, he's gonna he makes he makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. So if we can somehow rattle him in a couple of weeks, force him to do stuff he doesn't want to do, we can take care of business at the fake Death Valley, as I call them. At the I, fake Death Valley. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'll tell you this, Robbie, just, uh, just, just on the point you're making about quarterback play, a lot of the game this weekend comes down to, for me, which quarterback do you trust more? And which offense mm-hmm. do you trust more? Yeah. Because if, let's just say both teams can run the football. Those cancel each other out. Mm-hmm. Do I trust yeah. – do we trust Spencer Rattler to outduel Anthony Richardson? Spencer Rattler, who has been a turnover machine. He's more than capable, but he's been a turnover machine to this point yeah. in the season. Or Anthony Richardson, who hasn't turned the ball over in the last three games. And I, and I think the play of those two guys is going to largely determine who wins this football game. No doubt, right. right? And so it's just again, like like right. what exactly. I, I still think we're probably, you know, fairly enough having trust issues with our offense. So uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'd love to see this football team. And I did notice that against Vanderbilt that they are not Vanderbilt, but against Missouri when I was at the game, right? They would the coaches would make the play call, and then they would still look 
like a deer looking in headlights and not knowing what to do. Mm. Right? <clears throat> I'm like, you had you've had all off season to work on this. You've had all week to work on this. Mm. This this kind of stuff should not be happening. Yeah. But for some reason, it has been. Yeah, I mean, again, so, Robbie, I, I would I would say this, and not to sound like a broken record, but there is a <laughs> very specific script that I think this game must follow on Saturday for South Carolina to win, and that includes opportunistic turnovers defensively yeah. and, and winning on special teams. If those things don't happen, yeah. I don't think this is the week that all of a sudden South Carolina goes out there and just straight right. up wins a shootout with their offense. I don't see it. No. Is it? No. I, I, I agree. Don't see it. We're going to have to we're going to have to steal a couple of possessions and hopefully we can get some turnovers, maybe a pick six or two if possible. Block a punt and get it and score. But Saying and saying and saying that you want something to happen and actually having it happen are two different things. Profound statement as always, Robbie. And and like I've like I like I've said before, it's the coach's job to get them ready, right? The coach's job is to get them ready for the game. I hope that's what we're paying you to do. Show them how to yes. execute. Yes. Right. Yep. Show them how to ex- execute. And then the players have to go out there and execute. If the players don't execute, but they're in the right position, in my opinion, that's not on the coach. That's on the player. Do you agree with that or not? I think it's 50-50. Players have got to go play the game. But, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the coach's job to put them in the best possible position to succeed, no doubt. Right. No doubt, no yeah. doubt. So I, you know, I, I, you know, yeah, I trust that we'll have a game plan good enough to go win the football game. And if I think if you can't trust that, then you know there needs to be changes. And that's why I think Satterfield is mm-hmm. on the chopping block because I don't think Gamecock fans trust yeah. him right now. I, I, how could you? How could you? So, um, but again, on the positive, I think this is a great opportunity for momentum. Um, yeah. You know, this is a great opportunity to to gain momentum on the offensive side because you're playing a Florida defense that's been so porous all year long. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it's going to be an interesting uh, – it's going to be an interesting late afternoon come Saturday. Indeed. And I don't know who Clemson's playing, but that gonna they got Louisville. Louisville, they're, Clemson's a seven-point favorite over the Louisville Cardinals. <laughs> they're a seven-point favorite over Louisville. That's that's a fact. Yes, yes, yes. Indeed. Wow. Yeah. Go, hey, go Louisville, baby. Dog on it. I hey, like I've said before, I was taught my ABCs at an early age. Anybody but Clemson. If I was taught my ABCs. I love that, Robbie. Honestly, that that just that comment right there just honestly made my day. Anybody but Clemson. <laughs> huh? Anybody but Clemson. That's how I was talking my ABC. Hey, that's how I was talking my ABC, man. Anybody but Clemson. I will. I will not. 
I love that. They will sell popsicles in hell before I pull yeah. for Clemson. But uh, Indeed. I'm going to go ahead and get over here because I know you got JC in a few minutes. Yeah, we do. We do. Robbie, I appreciate you calling as always, my man. It's it's always a pleasure. And I, and I tell you this right before you go. Do you watch Paul Feinbaum? Yes or no question. Do you watch Paul Feinbaum? I do occasionally. Okay. Why? Well, I, I just I wanted to I wanted you to know, man, like when you watch that show and the way that the callers are the characters on that show, just know that when I talk to people about <laughs> TDC and, and like when we one day we look back on the history of the Daily Crow. Robbie Davis will have been an integral part of it. So I appreciate you, my man. Thank you. Well, you're welcome, and I and I appreciate you as well, as always. You're a legend, Robbie. Appreciate you. We'll talk yeah, my- soon, my guy. Yep. Yep. Have a good one. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. By the way, somebody asked earlier, what cigar is this? This is a Perdomo Reserve Champagne 10th anniversary. Now, if Tom or any of the boys were in here, I could probably give you some more information, but that's – all the knowledge I have. They will send me these, like, two, three paragraphs long. I had to ask him last time. I was like, do you just know that? Or are you – he's like, I'm getting it. I'm like, okay. okay. I, was, I, was, I was like, I don't doubt you. I'm just – I was going to be very impressed. So, today is a great day, folks. As you can't – if you cannot tell, we are uh, rocking and rolling here at Carolina Cigars. Of course, all my cigars I smoke come from Carolina Cigars in Hilton Head. I think it was Jeff earlier – that pointed out or said that he was down in Hilton Head. If you're in the low country, come on out. Come on out. We'd love to have you. It'll be the next couple of days. So, yeah, having a good time. Having a really good time. Let's see. Lance, yeah, no sad lattes this weekend, my guy. No sad lattes this weekend for you. All right, let's jump into the phone lines real quick. S2 Solutions. To accept, Chris. What's going on, man? How are you? Hey, what up, man? Sun Tzu, man. Just checking in, dude. You look like you're having a good time today. I've had worse days. <laughs> so uh, you're you're in the low country. I'm in the low country. Yeah, you know it's funny, man. When I got here, I checked into my Airbnb, and uh, the gentleman told me he said, "You know, this isn't the upstate. You're in the low country, aka the slow country. We do things a little bit slower pace of life <laughs> down here." I said, "I like that. I like that. The slow country." So I do too. <laughs> yeah, love it. Take a load That's off. Awesome, he said, take, "Take a load off. Stay a while." So, love that. <laughs> Looks like I should be doing too, man. That's, I, it. That's awesome, bro. When in Rome, do as the Romans when, do. I was about to say that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that exact thing. <laughs> when in Rome, brother. Hey, so uh, I was just gonna ask you a quick question, just because uh, I'm. I've really been keep, keeping up with the news, man. What's Marshawn Lloyd's status? Yeah, so Beamer spoke on Marshawn yesterday. He said he practiced, looked really good. I mean, he didn't say 110% that, you know, he's going right. to go. Beamer will have his call-in mm-hmm. show tonight at 6. Uh, I'm sure we'll Got get a you. much better idea. If I had to guess, I think he's going to play. I don't think you're practicing on Wednesday if you're not going to play. Um, and I don't think right. Beamer would have just said he looked great at practice. If You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, I tell to think he's going to play. I'm, listen, it, it's when you're going into game number 10, week 11 of a football season, you ask anybody that played the game, everybody. You, you're The only time you're 100% is going into week one, basically. <laughs> After that, everybody's dealing with yeah, you know, nicks and yeah, bruises. And, but I, do I think Marshawn Lloyd will be good enough to play? Yeah, I do. Yep. Hey, I, I, geared, up, I geared up football uh, back in eighth grade, man. 
And uh, I, I got hit one time, and I realized I need to go back to basketball and, and baseball. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's a you tough know? it's a tough game, man. I, I was a baseball and golf guy myself, so I played a little bit of football, uh-huh. but uh, yeah, baseball right. was where my passion lied, and I, I loved golf also. So, Did you uh, play high school football? No, I played up until my eighth grade year. That's what because I did. Same basically, here, man. Yeah, yeah I, 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 just, I, I decided to pick. I picked baseball, man. It was my passion. I was I, like, and that's how yeah. you. That's how you know. Just a kind of a side note, but that's how you know you found something you're really passionate about. What's the thing when you enjoy the process more than right, the end right. result? Like I loved game. Everybody Practice. loves game day. You know, in any sport, yeah, everybody yeah. loves game. Do you love that's, that's the how grind? I was in basketball, Do you man. love the grind? I love coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love coming out there and learning every day, all, all that yeah. stuff. And know? so that's why that's why this succeeds. Again, not to change the topic too much, but that's why TSUS succeeds. Because I genuinely love the grind of it and doing it more than – see, most, most people are too focused on the end result of it, like the followers and the, and the, and the, and the cash and the, and the this and the that. And it's like if you're only focused on that end result, where I love the journey. When you love the journey, that's when you – all those are the things I mentioned, they're the byproduct. At the byproduct. Hell yeah, man. Hey, that sounds like a winning formula to me, bro. I'd like to think so. <laughs> yes, sir, man. Um, I was going to say one, one other thing. Uh, oh, yeah, I was going to give you some props on the basketball, man, because I was the guy that was giving you hell about the Frank Martin. I was the guy that was uh, refusing to get off the Frank Martin train, man. But right. after watching the game – uh, this past uh, week, uh, I really like what I saw, man. I really like what I saw. Like, it's a different uh, tempo to the things. Um, you guys just mentioned it on your last call. Like, they were shooting the ball more freely. Uh, it gave me a lot of confidence, man. A lot of confidence going forward. I, I do think Carolina made the right move, man. I've been – I'm convinced now. <laughs> I'm convinced now, man. It looked good, man. Yeah, I, I mean, like Gigi too. Yeah, I mean, we 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 played with a freedom I think that we hadn't seen in a couple of years, and I mean, I know you and I have talked. I'm not going to beat a dead horse over it, but I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I, it's I don't think anybody had personal a personal vendetta against Frank. It's just you know when you make one tournament in yeah. ten years and you're in a business where you get paid to win, it's you know it's what. Yeah, I'm all in now, man. I'm all in. I got. And plus, I like Lamont. He seems real – he's like a smooth dude. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And, and I feel like he can build the right connections right. that you need. You know, if we can just keep talent in state, I think that's even more of a factor in basketball than it maybe is in any other sport. Because uh, I don't know if you know this, but, like, uh, South Carolina's had, uh, like, Kevin Garnett, Jermaine O'Neal, Ray Allen, all, all, all these, like, you know, ridiculously talented – basketball players for right here from in-state. So if somebody was ever able to keep them in-state, which GG is like the first to do that, yeah. you know, like we, we could really be something, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, for sure. No, for sure. But anyway, hey, that's all I got, brother. All right, go Gamecocks, all right? Sun Tzu, I appreciate you, man. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. Thank you. Yeah, man, take you care. Too, Great stuff. All right, guys, I'm going to close up the – Okay, I'm going to close up the phone lines. we got JC jumping on in just a second. Looks like he's in here. Uh, let me – hold on, let me get to the settings. Oh, I'm in the wrong thing. I'm trying to close up my Gmail, not my – here we go. All right, phone lines are closed. As you guys know, every Thursday I go on 
Inside the Gamecocks with J.C. Sherbert, Phil Mullinax. I'm excited to be joined now on our show by J.C. Sherbert. What's up, J.C.? Hey, great to be with you, Chris. Always enjoy these Thursday segments, man. Absolutely, absolutely. As you can tell, again, as I get us situated here. Beautiful. Okay. The vibes are immaculate, obviously, on uh, – and I've now got the cigar, so we, we, we've got that rolling. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I figured why not, man. Again, I, I just told a caller this, JC, you know, when I got down to – because you're from – you, you uh, I know you lived in Greenville, Hawaii. Is that – you're from, from Spartanburg, Greenville? Uh, which is uh, the, the okay. more eccentric, smaller part of the Greenville-Spartanburg. But uh, I always say everybody, everybody <laughs> from Spartanburg is nuts, you it. know, just like me. So that's good. But uh, – yeah, I'm from Spartanburg originally. I've lived in Myrtle Beach, Columbia, Greenville, Spartanburg uh, in the state in my life. And yeah. Atlanta, Nashville, yeah. Chicago, you know, lived all over the place. But yeah, Spartanburg yeah. is home and the upstate is uh, definitely uh, yeah. where the heart is. Well, I, I say that to say because when I got here, uh, I was checking in my Airbnb and the security guy, whatever, saying, you know, you're not in the upstate anymore. You're in the, the low country. We call it the slow country. So be sure to take a load off and relax. And I was like, okay, all right. But obviously, man, we, we keep rocking. We keep rolling. Again, I appreciate you, JC, taking the time. Uh, let, let's first start on that Vandy game. Gamecocks get the big win. Uh, you know, a little bit of a sluggish finish. That fourth quarter just dragged, by the way. I, I'm sure you felt the same way. Those, those final, like, five minutes were just – End it now. But, uh, you know, more importantly, South Carolina punches their ticket to a bowl game. You sit six and three, three and three in league play, which I don't think there's a Gamecock fan or anybody out there that would have, you know, turned down that record through nine games. But when you watch that Vanderbilt game, we'll start offensively. That's where all the attention was at going into the game. Of course, they made it a point, right? Jaheim Bell, all they heard all week was zero targets, zero targets. He gets 19 touches in the game. You saw, I think, a little bit more creativity, especially early on. Spencer Rattler going down the field in the passing game. What did you see from from South kind of overall, and how, how how did you feel about the game plan in that one? I liked it. I thought that's that's maybe what they should have been doing. It looked like a college offense, right? And looked like the guys were having fun. Uh, the the thing that stood out to me the most, Chris, was South Carolina made Vanderbilt defend the entire field. Uh, I think one of the problems with what we've seen on offense schematically in the past has been, you know, Carolina almost gets too many people in the same spot. Uh, it's hard to win that way in college football these days. The only team I've really seen uh, use that kind of, uh, it's not necessarily all the bunch formations, but when they don't, a team that doesn't spread the other team out. Uh, the only team I've seen use, does do that with success this year is Georgia. And uh, I think Georgia has, number one, the play caller uh, to get it done. I think Todd Mockins in the zone right now calling plays for them. Number two, they have a quarterback that knows the system like the back of his hands. And then number three, with the way their playmakers are sort of uh, set up, you know, they're, they're not elite at wide receiver. They're just sort of good. Uh, but you got to get the ball to Bowers and Washington and those guys uh, at the tight end spot, plus they're stable of backs in creative ways. And so they do a good job of doing it uh, with, with the bunches and stuff. But what they also do, they make you defend the entire field. They're going, you know, end around. They're going, uh, you know, sweeps. They're, they're going reverses. Uh, they're rolling sets that bend it out, you know. So, so even though the formations are tight, they end up spreading the field and make you to defend the whole thing. I, I thought one thing that was noticeable uh, uh, for me, and, and Marcus Satterfield in his press conference called it a grown-up big boy play, and I'm like, 
Well, I mean, you know, it's great. It's a, it's a big boy play, but I mean, it probably should be run was the, the, the touchdown to, G, uh, to Juice Wells in the second half. Uh, beautiful throw by Rattler too, by the way. Right. Um, if you notice, they had trips to the left, but then they had another guy way off to the right. Um, and I think what that does, if, if you read anything about Tennessee's offense or a lot of the modern offenses that, that spread you out, uh, that's very beneficial because defenses have to go out and cover. They have to account for it. Right. And so it loosens the run box yeah. for you a, a bit. Uh, and I think that was the big difference is that, that they, yeah, it looked real creative. I, I love the run plays to Xavier Leggett and Amari Brown and Juice Wells and, and Bell and, and, and those little end arounds and stuff they did. And I certainly love them going downfield and attacking. I love the joiner play. Uh, but I love the fact that doing all those things required uh, Vanderbilt to, to defend the entire field. Same thing against North Carolina last year in the bowl game, Chris. And then they made North Carolina defend the entire field. Look what happened. Uh, and so I, I think it's very important for them to build on that, you know, from a schematic standpoint. Now, not every play that works against one team is not going to work against another just because of how they line up and how they play you and stuff. But uh, I think the concept of it, the, uh, hey, let's make them defend the entire field. Let's be difficult to stop. Um, you know, let's not just line up and run right at them. Let's not let their athletes, you know, clog up space. I mean, they got a 413-pound nose tackle. I think you need to make that guy chase a little bit, right? Sideline to sideline. You know, I think, you know, some of those little run plays to Leggett or, or whoever running around the end, you start attacking over here, attacking over there, making them go horizontal 65 yards, that, that dude's going to get tired. I mean, he, he's 413 pounds, right? Uh, I just don't think you, you need to line up and, bunch everybody in there and, and give them a break uh, this weekend. But I, I thought, I thought that was a, a, a really good plan. And I did think it was noteworthy that Marcus Satterfield in his press yeah. conference, the first thing he mentioned was the staff did a good job of getting everything ready. I, I thought that was, you know, not, 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 I'm not saying any kind of inside information or anything here, but right, I right. do think it seemed like more of a, a whole staff approach with some new ideas or some, maybe some ideas they had that they hadn't they hadn't gone into the game with or, or whatever. Uh, and then, of course, he he, he went back. So we had the same place last week. We just didn't get to him. Like, sure you did. But, uh, you know, I mean, and maybe he's right. I don't know. But uh, I, I did think that that was a refreshing approach offensively and, and sort of what I had in mind when I thought about this offense heading into the yeah, you know, it's funny, JC. People obviously, that, that was the number one thing. Who's calling the plays? There's no way that's set. It's like, and, and to your point, like, they have all these guys on staff. Like, they should all be working mm -hmm. together. It shouldn't just be one guy trying to – everybody else just sits back and it's like, well, good luck, right? <laughs> uh, by the way, side note, JC, this is to totally unrelated to football. But uh, I, got, I got a note here from my guy, Tom, over at Count of Cigars. That hat you're wearing, Porter's, is that uh, Lockport, Illinois? Is that what that yes, is? Yes, that's where uh, my, uh, yeah. my, my son. And, and, and I should have known, I forgot to even tell Tom this, you're in Chicago. I'm, I'm right next right? to Lockport. I, I, I'm in, in Homer Glen. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. It's, it's, you yeah. Know. okay. And I, okay. I, I do go back to South Carolina quite a bit, but uh, – yeah, most most. Yeah, so they're from yeah, Chicago. Yeah, it's lot. Yeah, these they're, they're are the Lockport Porters, yeah. and I, I live in Homer Glen, which is right next to Lock, the big city of Lockport. But yeah, Lockport. yeah, it's that's oh. our uh, our kids' yeah. TV plays ninth grade yeah. football. So Eric, Eric, the son of yeah, okay, yeah, Eric, the son of Tom, played at Mount Carmel. So. Oh, we know. Hey, there's a big, huge Mount Carmel fan at our local bar we go to. He's like, 
he'll go tailgate and stuff for Mount Carmel. I mean, he's, he's that big of a fan, and, and they had a big playoff win the other day. But, yeah, it's pretty interesting. They, they play high school football playoff games on Saturday around Chicago, and I, I'm not a big fan of that, right? So, But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I do get an earful yeah. about Mount Carmel quite a bit. And uh, certainly kind of nice to hear. Uh, I, I wear this hat sometimes because people don't know. Yeah. They, they're not going to know what it is. But uh, I, yeah. I, I appreciate yeah. people knowing. Yeah, yeah. Small world indeed. Uh, JC, back to the Gamecocks. I want to ask about the way the the way Marcus Satterfield and the offensive staff, the way they use Jaheim Bell. Because obviously, right, they had to show that, hey, this is one of our best players. We're going to get him the football. 14 carries, I believe it was. Use him in the backfield. I think some of that was out of necessity, right, not having Marshawn Lloyd. Uh, what are your thoughts on, would you like to see him? I mean, obviously, if Marshawn, when Marshawn comes back, and we, we're thinking hopefully it's this weekend, He's not going to get as many touches, but would you like to see him getting touches at running back continue? How, how do you think he best fits in this offense to get the most out of his athletic ability? You know, just to, just to be honest, Chris, and, uh, you know, some of the – some folks that, you know, inside the program uh, last year had this opinion as well. Uh, I think he's what you call in this office the F receiver. That's the position of Marion Brown plays some. I think they've used Van there a little bit. Uh uh, last year, Joiner started there. Uh, I think that's what his primary position is. Now, you, you could talk about body type. Is he the best at that? You know, uh, are you going to bring Brown off to put him on? Because Brown's obviously a speedy guy. Right. Uh, I think there's room for both, quite frankly. But, I, I, you know, and Satterfield himself, self, over the summer, said he's not a tight end. And, and I, I don't think he's just a tight end either. I, th- I think his primary position where he can help you the most is at that receiver position, right, at that F spot. Um, and then you kind of can hand in the ball, and then you can kind of put him at tight end. So then, to yeah. your to your not, not to cut you off, JC, to your point, sure. though, then why did then why did Sat early in the season continue to? Well, he's just got like why? why it, it felt like they were trying to put a square peg in a round hole, forcing him to like improve as a tight end. That's what didn't like, make any sense. And I know you brought yeah, because Satterfield like, himself that, said over the summer, right? That he's not a tight end. So that's what never made any sense. Right. I'm like, right. well, yeah. Well, then why are you evaluating him as a tight end, you know? And, and look, I, I don't know that Jaheim Bell brings as much to the table as a running back as, say, Marshawn Lloyd or, or, or if Christian Bill Smith were healthy uh, 100%. Big run for him, by the way, uh, the other night and, and all that. Or, you know, Juju McDowell does certain things Bell can't do. Obviously, I think you'd rather have your 230-pound guy going up, up the middle than, than Juju. Um you know, I don't know what's happening with Rashad Amos, but I don't know that Bell's of natural as natural of a running back as Amos. Uh, but I don't mind like some people don't ever want him to get a handoff. I I don't mind giving him the ball, you know, four or five times a game and then throwing it to him. And but but I think the primary usage for him needs to be in the passing game because I think that's where he's lethal. Um, you know, people have talked about well, what about his route running and he doesn't know the plays, he doesn't line up or whatever. Well, that's a co- the coach's job. I mean, they have to they have to make him do it or. You know, give him a special set of things to do uh, because you have to get him the ball. And, and I think it's not as easy as just, oh, he's going to be a running back. And then when Lloyd comes back, you know, we're having the same conversation next week because, you know, they, they consider all of a sudden Jaheim a running back and, and they, they don't play him enough in the pass game. But I, right. I, I think he's a valuable player. I, I think uh, it's a challenge for a lot of coaches to use guys like that. I think what bothers me the most about it is, and, and this is about a lot of things concerning this offense, what you hear and what is stated and what the concepts are and the ideas aren't always what you get on Saturdays. And, and I think if you, if you wanted to pinpoint one fundamental disconnect or problem 
with Marcus Satterfield's tenure as OC at South Carolina, it's probably that, you know, the practice stuff, the concepts, the play design, all that, it doesn't, you know, and the publicly stated things that they don't always carry over to what everybody sees on the games. Unfortunately, the games are what you're judged by as a coach, and that's what your fan base is going to judge you on anyway. Uh, and so it gets frustrating, I think, for a lot of folks when they hear one thing and see another. JC, I want to ask you this because, you know, it's interesting. I, I don't know. If, I'm sure you recall this, but over the preseason, Shane Beamer said that Jaheim Bell, if he did play specifically just running back, would be the best running back on the roster. And I remember hearing that and just thinking, like, I, I know he's a talented guy, but damn, like, you know, what, what about all the actual running backs on the team? Are you surprised? You mentioned, like, a Rashad Amos. We haven't seen any, any Lavoisier, Carroll. Like, are, are you surprised at – how little some of those other guys have played just based off. I mean, you know, again, the fact that, that it's bell getting the, the carries in that game. Like, are you surprised a little bit at, at the, some of the faces you haven't seen or heard from at the running back position this season or not? Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. Amos particularly surprises me. I thought he looked good, yeah. good in 2020. I thought Amos looked really good. Yeah. As a freshman. And then he was kind of hurt last year, did well in the scout team. And then coming back this year, I mean, you know, I, I thought in the spring game, he arguably was uh, – now, he didn't have a wow run like Marshawn did, but I thought he was very consistent and productive. Uh, I think he's fast. He's big. I don't know what the deal is. I know he fumbled. Maybe they're mad at him for fumbling. Maybe he fumbles in practice. I haven't yeah. followed up. Lavoisier Carroll, uh, it's not as big a surprise because I, I, I think, you know, going in, they knew when he came that he was going to need a year to kind of get back into that running back mode. Now – you know, shoot, we're nine games in, so how's he doing? We don't know. But uh, I think he's got a bright future. He's just got to probably stick with it and and, and continue to, to kind of develop as a running back. Uh, Dante Little Turbo Miller, uh, not using him more, has kind of surprised me a bit. The guy's got a lot of natural ability and obviously speed. He's a little bigger than Juju McDowell, um, and he's been productive since he's been there. But uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, hey, look, good good game on offense last week. I love the way it looked. Like I said, defending the entire field to me is what South Carolina has to do uh, each and every, you know, game. Uh, that's that 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 should be non-negotiable, right? And so I love what they did. Uh, now, do I think long-term Jaheim Bellett running back is the best option uh, for this team or this program outside of Lloyd? Uh, I think that's debatable, uh, obviously. Um, obviously, it worked last week. I think we'll probably see a lot of Jaheim this week at running back and uh, in other ways, uh, even if Lloyd's back. But, um, you know, it does kind of make me wonder, like, what exactly is going on with, like, a Rashad Amos uh, or a Dante Miller, uh, both guys that you heard good things about during the preseason. Yeah. Well, and, J.C., that'd be a good idea to get Jaheim Bell the football because I'm sure you've seen the stat in games where, at this point in his current career, in games when Jaheim Bell touches the ball four or more times, or maybe it's more than four, but something around there, Gamecocks haven't lost. <laughs> so, that formula seems How about that? Simple. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when he's touching the football, good things are I happening. I bet Juice Wells over – 50 yards receiving, there's probably some stat that says the same thing as well. That one bothers me worse than all of them is that, you know, I think we've all seen by now how good Juice Wells is. And, you know, he, he does get targets. He does get the ball. He does make plays. But, man, that's a guy that, you know, I, I, I think I'd be kind of 
you know, psychotic about getting the ball to uh, if I were the staff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's been explosive for sure. JC, let's move to the defensive side. Um, secondary continues to be elite, but I think the thing that's obviously bothersome, 454 yards for Vandy. I think 226, if I recall correctly, were on the ground. You know, this is a defensive front. We talked this morning, obviously, but a defensive front we saw take over in games against Kentucky and A&M. So when you look at that Vandy game and you're going up against a Florida team, that that's their bread and butter running the football. Do you look at that Vandy game as a cause for great concern or is it a one-off how, how poorly the Gamecocks played against the Well, you, you have to think maybe it's a one-off because or a, or a uh, or just a bad game. And, and, you know, they, they had a lot of injuries back there in the secondary, a lot of penalties that killed them. Uh, I've maintained all year Vanderbilt actually has, uh, you know, historically we think Vandy's good on defense, atrocious on offense. But, but I, I think it's almost the opposite this year. I, I think their offense is actually pretty good, good scheme. They got some speed. They got two good quarterbacks. You know, they're not the easiest bunch to go stop like they used to be when Derek Mason would, you know, run the eye and, you know, you just kind of beat them up, you know. Um, but still, you, you can't – I mean, there's no planet where South Carolina should be satisfied with that that defensive performance outside of the turnover. So, I, I think, you know – there needs to be kind of a looking in the mirror with some of these guys, especially at linebacker tackling in the secondary and all that. Um, Cause they're going to have to have good games. I mean, Florida is very beatable if you hold them under 200 and something, 208 yards rushing because they're zero and four when they rush for less than that five and oh, when they don't. So that's kind of the, it's kind of simple, you know, with how you, how you got to get them. Yeah. Uh, and, and you worry too, uh, about the passing game and when thing when he when pressure comes to Richardson, him popping out. Uh, I thought South Carolina in the Mayonnaise Bowl last year was masterful at limiting Sam Howell uh, in those situations. Uh, I think Sam ended up with what three yards on ten carries or, or ten carries on some, I mean, something like it was bad. They, he didn't go very far. Uh, I think the same kind of game. It's the same kind of deal. In that one, uh, the same kind of deal against Florida last year where they held Emory Jones and those guys down 82 rushing yards for Florida in that one. Uh, they have to have that same kind of performance and game plan uh, or Richardson's really going to hurt them. It's going to be a frustrating day, uh, similar to the Arkansas game where, you know, shoot, you get everything stopped and then Jefferson's just going to run for it. I, I'll say this, Florida's offense doesn't give you as much eye candy. It doesn't try to confuse you as much as Arkansas's. Uh, but it's still the same thing. If you don't get him on the ground, uh, you're, you're you're not going to probably fare very well because he's going to bounce out of there, and he's fast and athletic enough to get things done with his feet down the field. Yeah. Yeah, Richardson averaging 6.6 yards per carry, which I think is first amongst quarterbacks in college football. And you mentioned him, Johnson, ETN. They've got a fantastic running game. How, how does South Carolina – slow them down because I think JC I'm sure you'd agree I, I, the key is to get Richardson you know force him force them in third and longs make him make plays in the passing game I know he's been really good of late not turning the football over as as Florida as, an, as a football team but to, as we saw early on in the season right if, if you if you get him in some in some high pressure situations you know he's more than willing to to give the football away uh, how, how do you think they attack? Him? I think you got to keep him in the pocket you know everybody talks about set the edge and they talk about run fits uh, those are things that, you know, we heard a lot previous staff and even Beavers talked yeah. about it before. Uh, I think that's very, very important. Set the edge, uh, 
hit your run fits, you know, and in terms of them just handing it to one of their backs, they're pretty dangerous doing that as well. Um, you know, you can't just let them line up. You got to tackle well. Uh, I thought South Carolina tackled pretty terribly uh, against um, against Vandy. Uh, I don't know what the reason was for that, but uh, they can certainly tackle better. You know, I, what I'm looking for, Chris, is a game kind of like A&M and Kentucky. Kentucky would be better than A&M, and, and I know obviously Levis didn't play for the Wildcats and, and then a young guy out there, but, you know, South Carolina attacked. They were in the backfield. They and you know Rodriguez bounced a couple out here and there, but for the most part they contained him. Uh, and I think that uh, you know contain is a good word. Devin A. Chain, Texas A and M, he got his yards right, you know, and they didn't stop him and stuff him. They contained him, and I think you have to contain Richardson and those backs uh, and get into those third and seven plus situations that are obvious passing downs, and then you know you better tackle well in the secondary too because. Uh, He'll make something happen with his feet, run around and throw a pass, and a, your DB misses a tackle. And, and their receivers, some of them, Xavier Henderson, uh, uh, especially, he's fast enough to, to take it to the house. So, so you, you have to kind of worry about a lot of different things. It's, it's, a, it's a tricky matchup uh, for the Gamecocks just from the standpoint of their strengths and weaknesses on defense versus Florida's strengths on offense. Now, on the other side of the ball, J.C., um, you know, we talked this time last week that, you know, the Vanderbilt game served as the opportunity for Spencer Rattler to have his breakout game, and he did, right? Three touchdowns, no picks. You know, I think he played his best game in Garnet and Black to this point. This is a great opportunity yet again for this entire offense, I think, to build some momentum. I mean, you look at this game, look at next week, a couple defenses that I think are gettable. Um, you know, uh, uh, again, you should be able to run the floor. I mean, Florida Hatman will stop anything, right? So, you know, JC, what you want to see from the Carolina offense, I, I told you, I, I think you need to score 30-plus to win. I, I think at minimum, like, the offense is going to have, a good, have to have a good day. I, I know that the recipe for success for Carolina calls for opportunistic takeaways, beamer ball, but this is one where you feel like you have to and you should be able to get the offense rolling. Yeah, I mean, look, here's the thing. You know, obviously <laughs> – not not everybody's a fan of the system and, and all that good stuff, uh, despite the hope <laughs> from last week. Um, you know, but but I think I think the the comforting thing if you're a Gamecock is, uh, especially if Lloyd is back, uh, you've got uh, an elite running back in Marshawn Lloyd. You've got an elite receiver in Juice Wells. Xavier Leggett's coming along. Um, you know, uh, I think you mentioned it earlier today, or somebody said Florida couldn't stop big athletic tight ends, or they have trouble doing it. Uh, well, there's Austin Stogner, maybe even Bell plays some tight end, and you chuck it to him down there. You got, you know, uh, Amari Brown uh, showed signs of life again last week. Josh Van starting to come on. Uh, you can get Juju McDowell in space. I mean, South Carolina has the playmakers uh, to make things happen. Uh, to carry and Joyner uh, on offense against a defense that has not been that good. Um, you know, Texas A&M last week had put 20-something guys out and Haynes King at quarterback again, and then they went up and down the field. And I, I think they just ran out of gas, uh, to be honest, because that was a close game, especially in the first half. So, you know, if you're Carolina, you know, you, you think, you look at the, the numbers and how you played this year, you're a better defense than Texas A&M. You're much closer to Kentucky than you are to A&M or Florida or Auburn or any of these really bad defensive teams this season. So, uh, you know, you should be able to slow them better 
uh, you're not at the level of a, maybe a Missouri or Georgia, but you should be able to slow them better. Um, and, and then offensively, you know, let your play – give your play – it's the same thing. Give your playmakers a chance. Get them the ball. Yeah. Get them the ball in space. Make Florida defend the entire field. Uh, don't turn it over. And, and I think Carolina could have a pretty good day on that side. Yeah. JC, feel on this one? Are you ready to lock in a prediction? Uh, again, I, I think it's uh, – is, is this a game where it's a whoever has the ball last might win it? Uh, uh, yeah, I do it every Thursday here. I just, uh, decided this is going to yeah. be my time to make my pick. Um, you know, I, I think Carolina – probably has learned its lesson as far as what to do and what not to try on offense. Uh, I, I think Lloyd coming back potentially is big. Even if he doesn't, South Carolina has enough players to score points. Uh, and, and I think actually Florida not turning it over in a month is probably going to work against them because, you know, you know, these things happen in waves. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably right. due. Right. Uh, I think the game guy defense right. bounces back. Uh, and I think Carolina wins in the swamp for the first time since 14, 31, 24. I, I feel it'll be similar uh, to the 18 game that Carolina lost, uh, but the Gamecocks will do enough to hold on uh, to win. I, I do anticipate there being plenty of anxious moments, but I think these two teams are, you know, somewhat similar. Carolina's probably a little better. I, I think if the the name on the front of the jersey was Mississippi State, Everybody be getting ready to party in Starkville, right? But uh, uh, it's not. It's the Gators, and everybody knows it's tough to play down there and stuff. And uh, uh, they'll be, uh, you know, Steve Spurrier Field. You know, you're looking up at that one. That's that's interesting. But um, yeah. I, I do think Carolina uh, is due for a bounce back game on defense. I think they're due for a complete game on offense. I think last week was sort of was good, but sort of kinkish, and they they sort of big played Vandy to death. Um, and Florida's due to turn the ball over. Uh, and, and I think the Gators, you know, this year, if you watch them, they tend to get like sky high after they do something good uh, and, and they come crashing back down to earth. So I, I, I think that pattern will continue and Gamecocks will win 31 24. And I may be being a homer by saying that, but 21. you know what? <laughs> uh, I, think I, it's a cool, I, think, I think it's a coin flip game. Yeah, I, I think it's game, a coin so flip game. I'll know. give them the yeah. benefit of the doubt just based I, I on do. I do. I, some I, I guys, think it's like you mentioned, these two teams. Yeah, some guys playing better. You know, the guys like Leggett. Yeah, I mean, this is – this is. yeah. Yeah, these two teams are very similar to each other. I mean, I think I told you this. I went on a Florida show on Monday, and I was sort of – I was sort of expressing to them our concerns about our football team and how the season's going, and they were like, are you – you sure you don't cover Florida? Because you're saying a lot of the same things we are. So I think they're just as concerned and, and insecure about their group as uh, as we are, but that should make for a really, really fun time. JC, before I get you out here, i got to ask you, any updates in recruiting? Oh, uh, just that Tennessee is going to be a big weekend. Uh, Khalifa Keith, uh, the running back from Alabama that they offered that visited for a and um, you know, Tennessee's offered him now uh, a report today on our website on thebigspur.com. Tennessee seems to be the feel. I, I'll tell you this about that kid, man. He's from Birmingham. Uh, wherever it, it, it commits to Carolina, commits to Tennessee, re-ups with Kentucky. What When the new Auburn staff gets to town, no matter who it is, uh, I kind of would be surprised if they didn't offer that kid. And as we all know, in the state of Alabama, most of those kids end up staying in state uh, if one of the big two offer them. So yeah. uh, my guess on him is that, you know, number one, the new Auburn staff should offer him because he's a heck of a player and he's in state. 
Uh, and number two, I think they're going to play a big factor uh, when all is said and done. So that, that's the latest on him. Uh, you know, I, I think that there'll be a, a big, huge group. Uh, just talking to contacts for that Tennessee game here in a couple of weeks, uh, 2023, 2024, even some 2025s. But uh, I'll definitely have a bunch of names and stuff to, to tell everybody about next Thursday when we're talking about that game against the Vols. Absolutely. JC, always a pleasure, my friend. I appreciate you taking the time. Y'all go check out JC Sherbert inside the Gamecocks, of course, of the Big Spur. JC, we'll do it again next week. My Thanks, friend. Chris. Appreciate have you. a good one, man. Yeah, man, you too. Take care. Appreciate JC Sherbert, as always, guys. We are going to jump into one final break, but on the other side, I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more on All right, guys, final 11 minutes or so here on the Daily Crow, taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Let's get the Discord back pulled up so I can see you guys' comments. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Yes, J.C. Sherbert with a pick, 31 to 24. By the way, I was wondering, you know, we always smoke the packs, right, the, the – the Kentucky pack, the AM pack, the Vandy pack. We got Gator packs, by the way. Guys, if you also, if you want to get your packs, right, the Vol pack, the Clem Sucks pack is the pack you all need to have, let me assure you. Go to Carolina underscore cigars on Instagram. Carolina underscore cigars. Shoot them a DM, or you can give them a call, which I don't have the number right in front of me, but uh, the number is on their Instagram as well. They've got a website. Go there. They'll ship anywhere nationwide. Order your stogies. Uh, be sure to check them out there. Again, get your packs ahead of time. But I was wondering what this pack would be, right? This is the – I don't know. This is the verified on Twitter pack. <laughs> Trash me, but it will cost you $8, as Elon Musk once said. Uh, shout out to Elon, by the way. No, this is the uh, – we also just got an email. Over the break, by the way. Rivals putting in a new order for Garnet Black and White Beamer Ball shirts. How about that? Cheers to that. The merchandise continues to roll. Uh, and, you know, this is this is the it feels good to be good pack. That's what this is. Because it does feel good to be good. I will say that. Guys, again, 10 minutes to go or so. I want to hear from you. 843-790-3377. I thought JC, a lot of great insight. He's picking South and win. And I really do believe this is a toss-up game, right? It's a 50-50 game. Um it's crazy, the, that stat that rings so true. Four or more touches. Four or more touches for Jaheim Bell. When he touches it, four or more times. When Jaheim Bell is getting the football, the Gamecocks are undefeated. I don't know exactly what the offensive game plan is. I don't... I don't pretend... I don't pretend to be an O.C., that feels like a no-brainer, doesn't it? To accept, press Here we go. one. Dave, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good trying to stay dry right now. I hear you. Um, I didn't know the wide receivers uh, was a point of concern for um, I don't – for some reason, I don't, uh, I don't feel us getting but one touchdown and a couple field goals. Um, 
don't know why. Um, I'm glad that Marcus said staff because I noticed in the Vanderbilt game, you know, they've shown Beamer a lot on the sidelines this year. That's the first time I, re I really remember um, instead of Beamer clapping his hands and stuff, he was going over what looked to be a play sheet. Um, but anyway, man, uh, be, do be careful on that on that road back home. And um, I hope I'll be hoping for uh, some good news at around seven o'clock Saturday evening. Indeed. Take care, man. I'll see you soon. Dave, you stay safe as well, man. Always a pleasure to hear from you. I love Dave's calls, man. Short, sweet, to the point. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, so he's got twenty-four to thirteen. See, I, I just, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if Florida was able to slow us down to that degree. But I will say, by the way, because he brings up a good point, Marcus Satterfield did indeed say in his presser yesterday that it was a great game by the staff in regards to the offensive game plan. Some folks wouldn't stoke the fire, right? Some folks wouldn't make that a big deal. In regards to, well, who was calling plays? You know, some folks wouldn't do that. I'm not some folks. What does it mean? Was it Marcus Kitchens, Freddie Satterfield? Was it Shane Beamer just taking over and sat serving as the, as, as the talking puppet in the Wednesday pressers because he just got to do it? I don't know. I, all I know is this, though. Whatever it was, it needs to continue this weekend. Whatever it was. Trust the guy with the cigar in his mouth. Because obviously, I mean, I just, you know, you know, I know, right? Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. You know, it's so funny. I, I was talking with Tom and, and the Petersons here, Carolina Cigars, and they were asking, you know, about, or we were talking about doing this show here. And I really do feel like our audience, you guys, like, really enjoy the remote location type deals like this. Like, the studio's great. I love my studio. The vibes in there are immaculate. But this, 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 this ain't shabby. This is not too shabby. It's not. So, any low country Gamecocks in the area would love to link up with you. We're going to be, I'm going to be floating, hanging around here for the most part. Um, Got to get tomorrow's podcast recorded, so we'll take care of that after this. But, uh. I mean, probably tonight we'll go to dinner and hang here, and then tomorrow we might we might even watch the the, the Carolina Clemson basketball game here. I don't know yet. So uh, tomorrow's pod, by the way, guys, it will be a full you know breakdown preview, all that good stuff with the Florida game prediction, but it also will be a game preview of Carolina Clemson basketball because yes, we are talking basketball. For those that don't know, maybe you're newer to TSUS. I'm not just a one trick pony. I cover football, baseball, and basketball to a full extent. I mean, I, I especially. You know, you guys know I'm a baseball guy. I mean, check out the jersey. But I'm a baseball guy by trade, played it myself. But, no, I, I cover basketball just the same way. You know, obviously we did not do a game preview for SC State, but that was the same day we dropped our entire season preview prediction, what have you, right? So we will cover basketball, and there will be a full game preview. I'll drop a prediction, all that good stuff. J.C. Sherbert pointed out this morning, I think the ESPN whatever predictor, whatever game predictor gave Carolina or gives Carolina a 55% chance to win that game over Clemson tomorrow. So, you know, again, I, I think for most Gamecock basketball fans, the expectations are very, very low. I mean, you were literally picked dead last. But um, beat Clemson, don't finish last. I think that's a success. So, um, 
all in all, all things considered, I, I think that'll be a good year. But you got to beat Clemson. You got to beat Clemson, right? They're tired of losing to Clemson and basically everything. So, uh, anyways, guys, wrapping up here, last couple of minutes. Appreciate you all the love and support. Tom, appreciate you, my guy. Thank you so much. Uh, appreciate the Peterson family having us again, guys. Be sure to get your packs, your Florida pack, bowl pack. You need a bowl game pack too, right? Why not just load up on them? Uh, get yourself a couple. Get yourself a couple of them. I mean, we could just make it a thing for basketball season, too. We'll be smoking a lot of cigars and non-conference play because that's when we're probably going to get the majority of our wins. Um, let's see. Stephen Borwell Jr. says, another decent stogie is, what does this say? Sinistro Cigars. You ever heard of that? Sinistro Cigars? Last Cowboy Scholar. I don't think I've ever heard of that. So, um, Jeff Gulledge, nervous if Freddie Kitchens might be our next OC. Yeah, I mean, again, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. You know, I, it's just... And I'm not, I'm not trying to deflect the question, guys, when you all ask me, like, who, who's, who's in line to be the next OC? It's just when you're creating the amount of content that we are, like, I, I'm focused on the present, the now. I mean, we literally have a game this weekend. You know, when there's an opening, then we can start. I mean, I promise you there will be a show, top candidates, top OC candidates, guys I'd like to see at OC. But until there's an opening, man, you're kind of just, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just a bunch of hot air. So, uh, Travis Allen's got 31 to 23 Gators, again, J.C. Sherbert's got 31-24 to Gamecocks. I, I think around a score like that, though, 31-24, to 31-27, there's no way that one of these two teams at minimum is scoring over 30, right? I, I think it's a shootout. You're seeing the totals at 59. I think it's at that for a reason. Neither team can stop the run effectively. So, hey, let's jump. Let's jump to – hold on. We'll get the final call in here. I don't know who this is. What's going on, man? How are you? Going once, going twice, going three times. All right, we got nothing. I don't know who that was, but I heard nothing. Uh, anyways, you want to try to call back in? We got about two minutes left. Um, again, guys, I just want to say thank you all again. Express my gratitude for you all tuning in each and every single day. I know we've dealt with some, which, by the way, today, since we've only got two minutes left, I'll say no technical issues today. I don't know. Maybe we just needed to get in the cigar lounge. Uh, technology is great until it isn't though. Sometimes things mess up. I just, I really do genuinely appreciate that y'all rock with the punches. You know, that we're, we're, we're not a, a technology company. I'm just a guy with a mic and a podcast. So I appreciate y'all though, man. Always showing love support on the podcast side of the business, the, the daily live show, the merch, social media, all that good stuff. Y'all continue to rock with us. And I tr do, tr truly do genuinely appreciate it. Uh, we'll be in this same spot again tomorrow, guys. And like I said, the, the podcast itself will drop tomorrow. Of course, TDC drops every day at 3 o'clock. You can go back, listen. Uh, J.C. Sherbert's full conversation will be on YouTube uh, later this afternoon as well if you want to go back and listen to everything J.C. had to say. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm excited for the game. I'm looking forward to it. And I think it's a really intriguing game. Again, it's two teams that are sort of mirror images of each other. You know, talking to those Florida guys, they're just as insecure or just as worried about their football team as we are, right? And you look at Florida's schedule, I mean, there's reason. They've played some, you know, had a close game with USF earlier in the year, and Florida thought they had something right, beat beat Utah week one, which was the, the you know, seeing them jump from unranked to like 12th was the, the just goes to show you the polls really don't matter. Um, it's just a bunch of bogus. But they got humbled literally the next week, getting beat by Kentucky on their home field. So, uh, you know, I said it over the summer that Florida was the greatest mystery, I think, in the SEC and you could still argue they are, right? Five and four, what Gators team shows up, sold out crowd in the swamp, homecoming, you know, they'll be fired up. But I think South Carolina, 
Um, you know, maybe they can find something, get the offense going, get a couple of those opportunistic turnovers, win in Beamer ball. Spencer Rattler follows up on his big day in, uh, in, in Nashville and carries it over. And like Dave Garrick said, hopefully about 7, 7.15 on Saturday night, we are celebrating and we're smoking that Gator Pack, like I mentioned. Guys, we've hit 2 o'clock. Again, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.